You are now tuned in to She Means Business Podcast. Hey ladies, I am your host Martina Davis and thank you for tuning in to another episode here at She Means Business Podcast. How are you doing? I just want to let you know that the joy of the Lord is your strength. He is your provider. He is your protector. He is your comforter. And no one, and I mean no one, can love you like your heavenly father. And I just wanted to start the episode by simply saying that. So today, y'all, I'm not even going to get into announcements. I am going to get straight into today's episode. We're going to get right into it. I've titled this episode, The Trust Factor. Now let's talk about it. So first of all, first of all, first of all, I know, I know, I know there are things happening in the world, but I just want to rewind. I want to rewind back to the month of July. It was a Sunday morning in July and I turned YouTube on and I was listening to my worship music. I didn't make it to church that Sunday. And so I was listening to my worship music. Um, I believe her name is Shayna Wilson. And she has this song, It's in the Room. And so I was listening to that. And it's one of my favorite songs. I was just listening and I was worshiping. And as I began to worship, I just be, I began to go in a little deeper, right? There's levels to your worship. There's the, okay, I'm just singing because I'm saying, singing. Oh, I'm just singing. This is my song, Lord. I love this song. And then you get into that level where it's like, whoa, you feel it in your heart. Your inner man feels it, right? And so I began to go into worship just a little bit deeper, just a little bit deeper. And before I knew it, I was I was on my knees and face to the ground. And I'm just worshiping my Heavenly Father. And I'm in tears. And I'm crying. And it's like, oh, Jesus, I'm in just in awe of you. Thank you so much for all that you have done. Everything that I need, you will provide for. You are my protector. You are my safety. You are the lover of my soul. Can't nobody do me or love me like Jesus can love me. Can't nobody care for me like Jesus can care for me. Can't nobody protect me like Jesus can protect me. And I just I just remember being in worship. And as I was in worship, I, I heard God ask me, right? The Holy Spirit, I, I heard it. And he said, do you trust me? And I remember looking up to the sky. Well, <laughs> not the sky, the ceiling, right? Because I do that, y'all. I'll be looking up. Even though Jesus, his Holy Spirit dwells within me, you know, sometimes I, I'm when I'm talking to God, I just look up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though it's just the ceiling or the sky, I just look up as I talk to my Heavenly Father sometimes. And I was like, Lord, yes, I trust you. And I heard him say it. Do you trust me? I felt it. You ever hear God by just feeling it, right? <laughs> I felt him. He says, do you trust me? And I say, yes, Lord. Yes, I trust you. And at that time, I realized that I was only trusting God according to my current circumstances, according to that moment in life. And while life has never been perfect, during that time and season of life in July, it was pretty good. Business was booming. There was some momentum momentum building and things were just going good. <laughs> um, at the time, I was preparing for homeschooling because uh, we started in July. 
I mean, in August. And I was just really excited about that. And just things were going good, you know. And I realized, looking back on that day, when God asked me, do you trust me? And when I answered, and I was, and I was so sincere in my answer, I said, yes, Lord, I trust you. But later on, by the time some testing and trial came, where it really tests your faith, I realized that when I answered him in that moment, I only answered him according to where I was at in that moment, to where my faith was in that moment. I say, yes, Lord, according to my current circumstances. And then life happened some few months later. <laughs> life happened and it got real it got real real for me and it was some testing of my faith there were some trials and tribulation there were some hardships some things you don't like to go through I went through and I realized I realized after going through that trial right and passing a test in the mighty name of Jesus thank you Lord I passed that test oh God it wasn't easy maybe I'll talk about it one day but um (laughs) After going through that trial, I realized, okay, Lord, now I trust you. (laughs) Now I trust you. I trust you way more than when I said yes to you that one summer morning in July. I trust you, Lord. And so so today, I want to ask you, sis, do you trust God? And how do you know that you trust God? Because in that moment, that July morning, oh, yeah, I, I, I trust God. But I wasn't trusting him like I really needed to be trusting him. I only trusted him to the point where everything was good and going my way kind of trust. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, when life is going good, <laughs> business is good, life is good, you know what I mean? You're just enjoying, the weather is beautiful, your skin done cleared up, work is going good, you ain't got no drama. Like, life is just going good right it was it was that i was in that season when god asked me you know i was i was trusting god according to all the goodness that was happening <laughs> but when the hardship came when the trials came cuz god said you know that they're coming there will be trials and tribulations but be of good cheer for he has o- already overcame the world but um but yeah you ever just be in that moment like yeah god i trust you i trust life is good jesus of course how could i not trust you god how good life is going and then when things switch up do you still trust him do you still trust him from faith to faith glory to glory from trial to trial hardship to hardship good or bad will you still trust your heavenly father and so that's what i want to talk about today That's what I want to talk on. Do you trust me? And if you say so, how how do you know you really trust in God? And so we're going to talk about that. So one thing I always do since I was a teenager and I really started getting serious serious about my relationship with God. And as I would begin to study his word, I always would go look up the definitions of words. Like before we look up what the Greek says and the different Bibles, the Amplifies and the different versions. The number one thing I would always do is go to find a word whether i whether i knew the meaning or not i will go look up the words and so i looked up the word trust and this is what trust means it's the firm belief in a reliable truth 
ability or strength of someone or something. Okay, other words, trust um, synonyms could be confidence, belief, and faith. <laughs> trust, the firm belief in the reliable truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. That someone is your Heavenly Father. That's who your trust, your full 100% trust should be in, your Heavenly Father. Confidence, belief, faith. All right, those are some synonyms for the word trust. I always do that too. I love to look up the synonyms of the word that I'm looking up. All right, so I also looked up the word factor because the title of this episode is called The Trust Factor. In factor, the meaning is a circumstance fact or influence that contributes to a result or outcome okay it contributes to the result or outcome so do you trust god okay and the factor part would be the result or outcome of that trust either you trust them or you don't or you're in between or there's just different levels to this trust <laughs> and you're gonna learn you're gonna learn you're gonna see where you at with your trust towards your heavenly father. So, so before I get into, because I want to share with you ladies on today, and whoever may be listening, um, I want to share with you the six factors of how to trust God. But before I get into that, I want to share with you ladies how I came up with the title of this episode. So, what was it? It was Saturday night. I was at work. I work um, evenings and nights. And I was at work, and I usually record my podcast on Sundays. Today, I did record it on Monday because <clears throat> God told me to rest yesterday. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> clear my let me clear my throat <clears throat> in the name of Jesus. So, <laughs> so it was Saturday night. I was at work, and I was as the as the shift was, um, I was preparing to end my shift and be done for the night. I was like, Lord, okay, Sunday's coming. What am I going to be talking about on the next episode? And to be honest, my mind was not even focused on the coronavirus whatsoever. I know it's all around us, but my mind was not focused on it. And I was like, Lord, you know, what's the topic? What's the title? What do you want me to talk about? Because, you know, he always he always puts it on my heart what to talk about. You know, he either tells me, he tends to tell me midweek. Um, but this week he gave it to me on Saturday. And to be honest, I, I wrote out the script. In the preparation of this episode on Sunday morning um, or Sunday afternoon. So anyway, um, he reminded me of a dream that I had a few nights ago. And so I want to tell you in that dream. So in that dream, God showed me like, a, well, to be honest, he showed me an Instagram post, right? If you if you ladies utilize Canva, right, you know there's all these different templates. And if you pick a, a Instagram template... There's all these squares. They're going to give you a blank square. And then there's all these squares of different posts and templates templates of designs that you can use to utilize for your Instagram or other social media. So, so he showed me it was a square. And, and the square was black. It was a black background. And the outer lining of this square was like, um, it was like an amber color. It was amber, but it was fiery. You know what I mean? So it was the, see the square, it's a black background. And the outer lining of it, the square, the outer lining of the square, 
um, it was an amber color, but it was like fire. And then right smack dab in the middle <laughs> was the words, the trust factor. And again, the color of it was amber, but like it was fire. You know what I mean? So the background of the words was fire. So I didn't actually see anything burning. It was just the design in the words or imprint of fire. Okay. And I got the color amber because I literally was reading the book of Ezekiel last night. And as he was in his description, he was talking about God and stuff, how it was fire in the color of amber. So thank you, Lord, that I even read that last night. So I knew how to describe what I'm talking about right now. So <laughs> thank you, Holy Spirit. So anyway, um, so there's the image in my dream. It's a square black background. The outer lining is amber fire. In the words, it says the go down, trust go down factor the trust factor and when he showed me that a couple nights ago I said oh my goodness Lord I woke up when I woke up in the morning I wrote it down on my notes um on my phone and I said Lord what is this what is this is this a new Instagram account is this a book is this a ministry Lord what is it what is this you know I was hyped I was like is this for my husband is this a name for one of his new beats like what is this Lord the trust factor and it wasn't until Saturday night, I'm at work, and I'm thinking, okay, Lord, you need to give me the, what I'm talking about on this next podcast, where he reminded me of the dream. And I said, oh, the trust factor. <laughs> so that's how I got the title of today's episode, and just the, all the content that I was going to be talking about. Um, so that's how I got it. Ain't God dope? He's dope. He gave me the dream a couple nights ago, and then... Sunday night is when I started thinking about it. And he reminded me like, daughter, yeah, I kind of gave it to you already. I was like, oh, all right. Thank you, Jesus. And so I prepared it um, on yesterday on Sunday. So I wanted to share. Yeah, I wanted to share how I, share with you ladies how I got the title of this episode, The Trust Factor. And so the questions again, do you trust God? And if you say so, how do you know? How do you know you trust God? How do you know you're not just saying it because you know to say it? How do you know you're not just like, well, I know I need to trust God. So, yeah, I trust God. But how do you know if you really, really, really do trust God? So on today, I'm going to share with you, ladies, the six factors of how to trust God. It originally was five. Originally, I had five factors. And I, again, last night I was out um, doing laundry and shopping and God had gave me the sixth one. And I was like, okay, Lord, I was going to stop at five, but okay, whatever you say, Lord. But like, just like you did uh, the creations of the heaven and earth, you did that in six days and you rested on the seventh. So, okay, Lord, we're going to have six factors and we're going to chill after that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> uh, I'm so corny, y'all, but I think I'm funny. It's cool. It's cool. All right. So factor number one. Factor number one, it says, do not depend on yourself slash your thoughts. <laughs> Don't depend on your thoughts. Don't depend on you, <laughs> on yourself. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. And I'm going to read to you Proverbs 3, 5. And it says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. Trusting in you, trusting in yourself, that's leaning unto your own understanding. In the scriptures, Proverbs 3, 5, it tells you right from the jump. 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Lean not to your own understanding. Lean not into your own understanding. And so when I say the first factor to not depend on yourself or your mind, don't do it. Don't do it. Because your heart will deceive you. Your mind can deceive you. And I'll tell you how your mind can deceive you. Because here's what I learned about myself. My mind has learned to, like certain things can trigger my mind, right? I could watch a show or even with this pandemic of this virus that's happening, right? Every time I read a post or see something about this virus, my mind automatically goes back to movies that I've seen in the past. Movies that I used to watch on um, sci-fi um, and ju- just movies that had to do with basically like the end of the world or people being stuck in their house or um, I-, I keep thinking about this movie when I was younger it-, it was some type of bird virus I don't know if it was called the birds or what but it was like a virus that was in the birds and everybody was in quarantine and just my mind keeps going to those movies <laughs> because what's happening in the world right now has triggered has triggered those thoughts of movies and so that's why you don't want to lean to your own understanding because if I didn't have the word of God like if I wasn't a believer if I didn't know Jesus for myself I would just constantly think about those movies and be stuck on that I would be stuck and scared (laughs) because of what those movies showed me so lean not to your own understanding Lean not into your own understanding. Trust your heavenly father. Lean onto his word. Your mind will deceive you. Your heart will deceive you. Even your emotions. Do you know how many times I had to cast down fear? You know, even as I'm trying to use wisdom and prepare. Like, I'll tell you now. Last night, I was out preparing. I even went to the laundromat because I I was so behind the laundry. And I just wanted everything to be cleaned. And so I said, I ain't got time for my washer and dryer. Like, they take you too long. I went to the laundromat, got all my loads done. And I was like, all right, Lord, what should I do? Should I go do more food shopping? Should I, what should I do? And he even reminded me of everything that I had just prepared for, for this podcast. Lean not to your own understanding. See, my understanding will be still focused on what everybody else is saying. My understanding will take me to those those social media posts where I read. There was this one post where, you know, they're informing us. But the person was like, and trust and believe, you will get it. I was like, what? <laughs> like, first of all, how are you going to just post that? And so I had to even rebuke that. I had to, listen, y'all, I had to cast down that post that I just read. Because I literally read those words. And I said, hold up, what am I reading? What am I reading? So lean not to your own understanding. Lean not to the understanding of others, of people that you're following, of your peers. Don't lean to, the, to their own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your emotions. And this is here's something I suggest for you to do. Take a moment to pause from social media. Get away from the news. I don't even watch the news, but just get away from the news. Listen, when other people are talking about it, because there's a conversation everywhere, the stores, just everywhere, just kind of get away from that. 
And I just challenge you to just get in your secret and quiet place with your Heavenly Father and just tune everything out and just talk to him and just begin to pour out your heart. Even if you are concerned, even if you are worried, even if there is fear, okay, go to your quiet place, that quiet secret place between you and your Heavenly Father and just begin to pour out to him and allow him to pour into you. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to your own understanding. And that is the first factor. And that's what the word of God says. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So factor number one. Factor number two. Surrender to God. He is in control. Surrender to God. He is in control. Sis, you are not in control. Do not try to be in control. And listen, I'm a, listen, (laughs) because I'm a planner. And because, oh, Lord, I don't want to admit it, I'm controlling. I'm controlling. God has to work with me on that on a daily basis. But my natural self, my true nature is I am controlling. And so when I hear stuff like this, what's going on, or just any situation that comes and it's like, okay, that wasn't a part of the plans. That wasn't supposed to happen. Okay, okay, let me plan. Let me plan a okay that didn't work plan b c okay all the letters of the alphabet let's let's go i got all the backup plans and i begin to just start working and trying to solve my own problems without taking them up to the lord first surrender to god surrender your plans to god surrender your thoughts to god again surrender your worries just surrender to god and just acknowledge that your heavenly father is in control we gotta we gotta discipline our minds We have got to learn to discipline our minds to know that, no, sis, you are not in control first. You are not your first go-to person. Your friend is not your first first go-to person. Even your husband. And this is something I have to constantly remember and teach myself. Yeah, I love my husband. Yeah, we are each other's helpmate. But he is not my first call of action. He should not be the first person I go to. It's my heavenly father. Surrender to your heavenly father. Allow him to be your first go-to. Not yourself, not your friends, not your family, not your husband. Jesus. Okay? Let me read another scripture for y'all. Proverbs 3, 6. It says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. In other versions, it'll say he'll make your path straight. Surrender to your heavenly father. Acknowledge that he is in control. Sis, let go. We're going to let go together in the name of Jesus. Let go. Let go and let God be God. Surrender to your heavenly father. Give your plans. Cast your concerns, all your worries, everything to your heavenly father. Let him be in control. And guess what? Can I tell you something? Can Can I reassure you real quick? God is really, 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 really good at being in control he good at it he don't need your help he don't need your assistance he might be nice and let you think but he don't really need it okay sis and this is something i had to tell myself because i'm like lord i'm good at being in control too because you always put me uh in leadership or management positions okay so you know lord i know what to do in crisis (laughs) like when it comes to work i know what to do (laughs) so like you sure lord you sure you don't need me no daughter I don't need you. I love you. What I need you to do is to surrender to me, to know that I got it, to put your trust in me. 
And that's what your heavenly father wants you to do. Know that he's got it. He's in control and he really don't need your help. He just needs you to rest in him. He just needs you to surrender to him. He just needs you to trust in him. Okay? So that was the next factor. Moving on. Moving on. Um, And also just, you know, when you surrender to God, it just takes a pressure off of you. It just takes a pressure. Can I tell you something? Last night I was reading my word and I was worrying and I had to constantly pray because for whatever reason, I know the schools are shut down and they shut down things, but I was like, oh no, everything's going to be shut down today. And maybe it will. I don't know. So far it's not. I still got to go to work. My husband's at work right now. Uh, Stores are still open. (laughs) Um, But last night I was wrestling and reading the word and, and full of worry. And it was like, hello, daughter, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? What did I tell you? And I remember just praying to God before I fell asleep because finally I was at peace enough to get to sleep. And I was like, Lord, I surrender to you. Why? Why am I still trying to be in control? Even in my thought process, still trying to be controlling with my thoughts. Listen, surrender to your heavenly father. He's going to, when you do that, all the pressure that you put on yourself will go. Take the pressure off your husband. Take the pressure off your friends and your family. Take the pressure off your leaderships. Stop. Stop. Go to your Heavenly Father. Surrender to Him. Put your trust, your whole entire trust into Him. Okay? So, moving on officially to factor number three. And I call this a (laughs) self-check. If you know me, if you listen to my podcast, this is not the first time you're hearing this. But the third factor is a self-check. Whenever you feel yourself, a.k.a. flesh, rising up, you need to do a self-check. A self-check is a time of self-evaluation. It's time that we evaluate ourselves according to God's word. Not according to someone else. Not according to that person you look up to and they seem like they got it all together. No, you're not going to evaluate to that. Your standards are not standards of this world. Your standards are not standards of people that you follow. And your standards are not even to the standards who got your mentors and stuff like that. You know, yeah, you look up to them. Yeah, that they, ha- they hold a special place in your life. And yeah, they are helping and assisting you. But when you are doing a self-check, you need to hold yourself accountable to the word of God. Because listen, I'm not perfect. I remember... It was this time, listen, I was at work. I was, this is about three years ago. And I was in a new position. And I remember I didn't know how to handle this one situation. And I began to be like, okay, what would so-and-so do? What would so-and-so do? What would so-and-so do? And before I knew it, I began to act as so-and-so. I began to do as so-and-so. I tried to be how this other person was. In reality, this person was just a really good mentor, a really good example for me. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the problem was my focus became onto how so-and-so was doing it. And And listen, as I began to keep focusing on that individual, I began to see their flaws. As we begin to see the flaws, I begin I begin to get judgy, judgmental. I was like, hold up, this person, they good and all, but they really not even who I thought they was, right? Because I put my standard, I measured my standard according to that person. 
But see, in reality, God was giving me action steps, telling me what to do. And so instead of choosing what he was telling me, I was choosing what I knew this person to do. And man will fail you. Men are filled with flaws. And there's nothing wrong with having a mentor. There's nothing wrong with looking up to someone or reaching out to them and asking for advice because this person was really good at what they did. But what I realized is I, I, just, I just kept my standard to that person instead of working unto God, instead of doing what God told me to do. And as I began to do what God told me to do, I began to develop as my own individual person in this position. And as I began to develop as my own individual person in this position, I began to excel. I began to stand out. People noticed something was different, not because I was acting like this person, but because I was being obedient to my heavenly father and the instructions that he gave me. So do a self-check. And when you are evaluating yourself, because it's a self-evaluation, you do it unto the word of the God. So what does God's word says? His word says to work unto him. Right. And so I'm just using that as an example when it came to the workplace. But when you are doing a self check, take yourself to the word of God. OK, so if you're struggling in your mind, if you're struggling with your attitude, if you're struggling with loving people, if you're struggling with being kind to people, this is what I want you to do. Go do a Google research because, you know, you might not have the Bible that has in the back of concordance where it breaks it down. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But just in case you don't, or just in case you can't find it back there, you go do a Google research. And as simple as, as, simple as this, uh, scriptures about love, scriptures about kindness, scriptures about your attitude, whatever it is, go Google it. And the scriptures will pop up. You can read them online. Or what I do is I write the scriptures down, then I go to my Bible and I go read the verses. It's that simple. We, listen... Use these tools for good. Use Google for the good. Yeah, you can Google a lot of things and find out a lot of bad things and see how wicked and evil this world is. But sis, you better go use that Google and search up your Bible scriptures. Write them things down and then go read them and then go study them. And as God begins to grow you, he's going to tell you to get different versions and different study Bibles and all that good stuff. But a good starting point right there. I just told you. Google it. And it ain't got to be nothing fancy. The sentences don't even got to make sense because Google will fix it. Sometimes I'd be like, scriptures love. I'll even write a full sentence. And then Google will put, they'll just bring up the scriptures and they'll even suggest how the sentence should have been written out. But I'm just saying, we let's keep it simple in the mighty name of Jesus. And let's do a self-check according to the word of God. All right. So moving on. Factor number four, allow the Holy Spirit to be the Holy Spirit in your life. Allow the Holy Spirit to be actually hold up, hold up. Before I elaborate on that, let me read you the scripture for factor number three. It was Psalms 119 verse 11. And it says, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. So when you are doing a self-check and you're evaluate, evaluating yourself and you're evaluating yourself according to the word of God, that's you putting the word of God in your heart. It's there. Okay, and when you do that, so you so you're protecting yourself so you won't sin against God. All right, sis, self-check in the name of Jesus equals evaluate yourself to the word of God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now I can officially move on to factor number four. 
Thank you, Jesus. And I had to go back because I wasn't going to skip it. But I said, no, I want my sis to get everything in the name of Jesus. And listen, I might go back and forth, but you're going to get all of it in the name of Jesus. All right. So again, factor number four, allow the Holy Spirit to be the Holy Spirit in your life. Allow the Holy Spirit to be the Holy Spirit in your life. And this even goes back to when I was saying about me being controlling. No, surrender. Surrender to God. Surrender to the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit can do his job. What is the job of the Holy Spirit? Well, I'll tell you. John 14, 26, it says, but the helper, a.k.a. Holy Spirit. Also in other scriptures, it might say the comforter, the counselor, the intercessor, and so on and so forth. But it says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom your father will send in my name, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to remembrance and things that I said to you. <laughs> Holy Spirit, he's a helper, a helper, a comforter, a counselor, an intercessor, a friend, a provider. Your heavenly Father sent the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. They all connected. But you see how he did that? He sent the Holy Spirit who dwells within you to do these things for you, to be a helper, to comfort you in times of needing comfort, to counsel you. You know, when the word of God says, I will make your path straight. Yeah, he's doing that by using the Holy Spirit. To help you to see that straight path. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't see that. Your path all over the place. According to your mind, that's the path. But because you have the Holy Spirit who dwells within you, who is a gift from your heavenly Father, use that gift. He gave it to you. As long as you accepted your Lord into your heart, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, into your heart. I got to let that be known. You don't just get the Holy Spirit just by saying, okay, I heard about Jesus. I heard about the Holy Spirit. I got it. No, 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 no. You got to make that commitment. You got to make that commitment. But yeah, sis, allow the Holy Spirit to be the Holy Spirit. God gave it to you. We, we doing too much work. We doing too much work. The Holy Spirit does the work. He's the helper. He brings you the peace that surpasses all understanding. He does all these things and more for you. That's, he gives you direct access, hello, to your Jesus, to your Heavenly Father. We all connect it. It dwells within you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So allow the Holy Spirit to be the Holy Spirit in your life, sis. And that, and that goes back to surrendering. Surrendering, okay? Now, number five. Number five, guard your heart. Guard your heart. The fifth factor is to guard your heart. To guard your heart. And I'm going to read to you Proverbs 4.23. And it says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. How do you guard your heart? How do you guard your heart? How do you guard your heart? Well, let me tell you. You guard your heart by praying. 
You guard your heart by being in his word. You guard your heart by what you're watching and what you're listening to. See, I know, I know a lot of us say, and I say too, oh, I can handle this. Oh, I can handle this. There's a lot of movies that I can handle. But what I realize is, no, I can't. Because then those thoughts start popping up. They don't pop up necessarily. Sometimes they pop up that night and I got a crazy dream. Or they'll pop up in moments like this where it, it, it triggers Tara. And he, uh, like Tara, like I'm scared. Ah, Tara. <laughs> I might have pronounced that like. <laughs> um, I didn't, maybe I didn't pronounce that right. Because sometimes how I pronounce and how I hear, like I, I'll forget a syllable. Like I talk really fast sometimes. So. Sometimes the movies and things that I watch, yeah, I'm like, oh, I can handle this. I'm a G in the name of Jesus. Ain't no fear. But then in moments like this, movies that I've seen years ago, years ago, childhood, teenagehood, young adulthood, I ain't that old, but still in my 20s, it's like I ain't thinking about those movies. But all of a sudden, because of this, my mind brings that back up. So guard your heart, guard your mind, guard your eyes, guard your ears. And sometimes because the way people be talking, they ain't got no filters. Sometimes you hear stuff you wasn't trying to hear. When that happens, just begin to pray. I just denounce those words in the name of Jesus. I rebuke those things in the name of Jesus. Those words will not take root in my heart. Those words will not take root in my mind in the mighty name of Jesus. And you just have to cast down those thoughts of imagination. Because what happens is you take those things in and then it's like your mind begins to form its own thing. Like, listen, if you don't, if you don't understand your mind, let me tell you something. Start, you listen, you ain't got to go to college. I'm not saying don't. You don't have to go to college to understand how the mind works. I want you to read your word. I want you to just think of, write down how your thoughts work. When you're happy, when you're scared, I want you just to begin to think about how you're thinking. And when you do that, when you observe your own thoughts and your own actions, you're going to learn something about your mind. And what I learned about the mind is it keeps a lot. It retains a lot of stuff, stuff you thought you forgot about. And then all of a sudden, boop. It pops out out of nowhere because it's like something triggers that thought and it brings that thought from the back to the forefront. So guard your heart. Guard your heart. I remember a few months ago, God told me to stop watching certain shows. And for the most part, I was obedient. I messed up a little bit because I was on YouTube and it came up. Uh, Forgive me, Jesus. But for the most part, and I don't watch like the full episodes. Like, you are, you know those YouTubes where they explain the episode? I, oh, I watched about two of those. But that's not too bad according to the whole season. But anyway, anyway, anyway. God told me to stop watching certain episodes and to stop listening to music, certain music. And, uh, I, ooh, I struggle sometimes with certain music. But for the most part, I stopped. I know, Lord, that ain't good enough for the most part. <laughs> um, but... I, I went through, I want to say maybe two months where I really did stop. Like, I stopped watching the shows. Like, I stopped watching TV for the most part. Like, there's only two shows that I really watch. And I feel like I only watch them maybe once or twice a week, right, on Hulu just to catch up. Uh, this Is Us. I really, that's one of them. I just, I really love that show. So, anyway, um, <laughs> how long have I been talking? Let me wrap this up. So, anyway, um, guard your heart, sis. 
guard your heart and guard your mind. What are you watching? What are you listening to? And when I stop to watch those, stop watching certain shows and stop listening to certain music, it I, I could feel Jesus more. I could think clearly. I was, to be honest, I was more happy and excited. I wasn't too con- I wasn't concerned with others and what people are doing. I was just so focused on God and what He's telling me to do. I was so focused on my portion. But as soon as I try to slip here, see and thank you, God, because I'm even seeing this now. As soon as I start slipping up and watching stuff on YouTube, or I, you know, I love my '90s R&B. But as soon as I start listening to that, all heavy, all sudden I notice, okay, I start being concerned with other people's thoughts. I I start being concerned about what other people think about me or what they may or may not be saying about me or you know what I mean? It's like I wasn't thinking about that for a minute. I was I was so good in my own portion in my own life. Then all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh my goodness. I'm not this, I'm not that. Such and such is doing this. I'm not." And it's like, "You know what? Are you guarding your heart? Are you guarding your mind? What are you watching? What are you listening to?" Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Protect it at all costs. I don't care. I don't care if you can handle it. I don't like that excuse no more. I say it too. Guess what, sis? I don't care if you think you can handle it. Does it glorify God? Or does it glorify your flesh? Does your flesh want to watch this? Remember, self-check right unto the word of God we're holding ourselves accountable in the standard unto the word of God does this glorify God we need to get a little bit more serious we need to get a little bit more serious because there's people in other religions and other belief systems who don't believe in our heavenly father but they are disciplined and they are sold out to something that's not even alive or living there are people who really will change their entire lifestyle Based on what they are believing. There are people who pray four times a day, if not more. And here we are sitting here like, oh, I know I really shouldn't watch it, but my flesh wants to. So I'm going to and I'm good. And I'll just deal with the repercussions that happen later. No. It's time for us to get to be diligent in our faith and in our belief. We believe in a true living God. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The God that we serve, our Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, He is above all of it. All these other belief systems, above our government, above all of it. And here we are, we can't even be like, we pray morning and night when we wake up and go to bed. We can't set a time aside in the middle of the day to spend time with our God. We can't fast. We can't do so many things. Come on. No more excuses. Guard your heart. I don't care if you can handle the show or not. Does it glorify your Heavenly Father? If not, sis, why are we watching it? Why are we wasting time on it? You got purpose. You got a business. You got a family. You got an assignment. We can't be wasting our time no more. I got like real radical just now. I really did. But mm -mm. I'm talking to myself too. Like, you know what? Nah, I I do feel like I go hard for God, but I can go harder. Not in a way where I'm just like, ah. Jesus, 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 but go hard in my personal life, praying more, reading his word more, really stop listening to certain music, really stop watching certain shows in television. Like I can go harder in the name of Jesus. I could be more faithful in the name of Jesus. So that was it. I I got real radical, (laughs) but guard your heart. 
understand the importance of guarding your heart. And God is even telling me now what I have went through, what I went through last night, what I what I have wrestled with fear if I had guard my heart. Now, granted, I can't control what I watch as a kid. And while we're on that, parents, watch what your kids are watching. Watch what your kids are watching. You know, when I first became a mother, uh, well, not first, but early on uh, as a mother, my husband would always get on to me because, you know, I like my shows. He'd be like, don't watch that around my kids. And I would be mad at him. Like, first of all, they my kids, too. But he had a point. He's like, listen, if you're going to watch it, that's one thing. But don't watch that around my kids. And the truth of the matter is, think about as your childhood. How many things did you watch that you, was, you weren't supposed to watch and your parents are right there watching it? Watch what your kids are watching. Card your children's heart because those things are planting seeds. A lot of the things that I wrestle with is things that were planted as a child. A lot of the things that I had to overcome as an adult were things that I had to deal with as a child. And I'm, and I'm going to share this. I don't even know why I'm going here, but I'm going to go here. I remember as a child, one of my dad's favorite songs was by Marvin Gaye. I think it was called Sexual Healing. And now granted, and listen, I'm not saying nothing against my dad. He, he was a young parent. Love my dad. He did good by me. But as parents, we fall short. We fall short because a lot of us are listening to rap music, love music, all kind of music. And our children right in the car listening, listening to it as well. But I just remember being a young girl, not even fully understanding sex, like not understanding the healthy relationship of sex, just not understanding it yet. But I remember listening to that song and just feeling so bothered. Because even as a kid, I just felt like this is probably something I shouldn't be listening to. And I just felt so bothered. But it, it triggered different emotions in my body as a kid. And I didn't, ex- you know, I was young. I didn't experience sex yet. You know what I mean? I didn't, I, I didn't even understand exactly how sex worked. But I just remember hearing that song and it triggered things in my body. And it made me curious. And it made me want to know what is sex. So I, I, I say that and I, and I share that to watch, guard your heart and guard the heart of your children. See, we, we begin in a moment, oh, that's my song. I do that too. I love me some Mary J. Blige. But you know what? No, I don't want my kids to pick up the theme of her music. I don't even know why I listen to it. It's a lot of heartache. It's a lot of sad. The Lord has blessed my life. I'm married to the same man. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong if you've been married you divorce and remarry i'm not saying that but what i'm saying is why am i listening to these sad songs when god has blessed my marriage why are you listening to certain songs if you're not if you single you're not supposed to be having sex why are you listening to songs about sex if you single and you desire to be in a relationship why are you listening to all these love songs you're not there yet that's going to mess you up you know what I mean? And so card your heart, not just from what's going on right now with this virus, card your heart. Do you understand how precious this temple is? Do you not understand that your body belongs to the Holy Spirit? Guard it. Guard the organs. Guard your mind. Guard your eyes. Guard your ears and card your heart. When God tells you to do that, when he gives you instructions on to do that, it's for a reason. It's to protect you. How can God protect you if you won't let him? How I'm sitting here talking about God is your protector. He's your provider. You have got to allow him to protect you. 
And that's by guarding your heart. You're out here, Lord, save me, Lord. Save me from my thoughts. Save me from my emotions. I'm struggling in this area. Save me. Okay, Dart, I want to save you, but were you obedient? Did you listen to what I told you in my word? Oh, there we go, going back to that obedience again. Guard your heart. Guard your heart, sis. All right, I got, ooh, in the name of Jesus. I got real radical. I felt that. It was like Jesus talking to all of us. He talking to me. He talking to you. He talking, okay? He's talking. Take heed to when your heavenly father is giving you instructions. He's giving you some wise counsel. You ain't got to go to a therapist just yet. You just need to listen to your heavenly father. And I'm not knocking the therapist. I'm just saying before you go there, go to your heavenly father. He's got a lot of wisdom to impart into you. He's got a lot of things he wants to teach you. His word says a lot of things that can save you a copay because I know your insurance pays for it. But if you want to save a $50 copay, just go to your heavenly father first. He might save you on a couple. He will save you on a couple sessions. He will. He will. Can I tell you something? Here I go again. I got one more one more factor to share. But listen, this is how good the Holy Spirit is. I was in a power hour. We were talking about business and we started and I don't even. Well, she shared with me something and it turned into God dealing with her personal. And I began to speak to her and gave her instructions on what she should do with her mother because her mother was going through something. And as God was using me as a vessel, I kept bringing up his word. The Holy Spirit began to remind me of his word in the different scriptures. And I began to use those scriptures. And then the Holy Spirit will remind me of different situations I went in. And then he will correlate it. Even though the situations were similar, he would, he would teach me how to correlate that, how I did that, into how she could help her mother. And when, we, when I was done talking, I was like, you see how good the word of God is? Do you see how good the Holy Spirit is? Because you would have thought I was a therapist. I was I was straight giving advice from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was straight giving me, remember, reminding me of the verses. And when I was done speaking, we both was like, wow. I Right after I was done speaking, I said, girl, I didn't go through no training. No training. That's just the word of God and life experience and the Holy Spirit leading me on what to say. And we had a whole session right there. Right there. How, how was I able to help her? Because I'm in the word. Get in your word. The Holy Spirit can use you for yourself just like that. Get in your word. Get in your word. Get in your word. If there was ever a time to get in your word, this is the time. This is it been the time, but this is the time. If this if this virus should trigger anything, it should trigger the thought of you getting into your word. It's all there. It's all there. It's all there. There are some mysteries. There are some things that God has hid. But a lot of it is right in his word. See, we, we think because we heard all these Bible stories that we got the gist of it. We don't. Get in your word. Get in your word. And the Holy Spirit is telling me, get ready to wrap up. So um, let me share with you this last factor. And find rest and refuge in God, a.k.a. peace. Find your rest and peace in God. In Philippians, let me turn my paper over. <laughs> um, in Philippians 7, and this is one of my favorite, favorite verses, and it says, And the peace of God, 
which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This is a peace that comes from your heavenly father. This is not a peace that you get because you're making a lot of money. You can pay your bills now because that's a great feeling. And that is some peace. That's a, that it is. But God offers a peace that surpasses all of that. A peace that you know how you peace when everything's going your way. Everything's good. The weather's good. It's all good. God will supply you with a peace that surpasses even that peace. Find your rest and your refuge in God, a.k.a. peace. And I'm going to share with you this this last scripture. And I've been seeing this all over social media. And it's a beautiful thing. I've been seeing um, Psalms 91. And read the whole chapter when you get a chance. But I'm going to read Psalms 91 verse 2. And it says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Find your rest and your peace and your refuge in God. And like I said a couple times in this episode, he is your protector. He is your provider. He is your heavenly father. He will do all these things and more for you. And to recap, before I get out of here, I share with you today the six factors of how to trust God. One, don't depend on yourself or your thoughts. Two, surrender to God. He is in control and he's good at it. Three, self-check. Okay. And do a self-check according to the word of God. The word of God. The word of God is your standard. Four, allow the Holy Spirit to be the Holy Spirit in your life, sis. (laughs) Five, guard your heart. And we spent a little time there. Guard your heart. And six, find rest plus refuge in God. Get your peace from God, a peace that surpasses all understanding. Now, listen, sis, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe and share. Share. Share it. Let people know. Let your sis know about this. <laughs> and until next time, bye bye.